Trammell and Chin team up once more. Newton the dig. Bush to Colvin. Another kill by Raven Colvin. She's two for two. I just, you just love to see it. You love to see freshman stuff on the court make a difference. Serve comes and catches the back row. Second ace of the set for the Boilermakers, and they close it out 25-20. We go again to Cleveland out of the back row. It falls. There it is. 1,000 kills for Grace Cleveland. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palmer alongside head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, 3-0 on the weekend, uh, three straight sweeps for the uh, Stacey Clark Classic. From from an outsider's perspective, you couldn't ask for much better results-wise, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it, as we go match by match here in a bit, we'll, we'll get into some of the details, just overall takeaways from the weekend. Well, to, to come back off of the trip to Cincinnati the week before where we lost to Louisville um, and we're a little bit rattled I, I think because of that it was a great week of practice um, focusing on some of the things that we knew we need to improve on and Louisville made those things very clear and uh, to play well in three consecutive matches and to utilize uh, a full complement of players and get your your almost your entire roster onto the floor during that tournament was was fun and then to finish it with a, a really good performance against a Tennessee team that I think is going to be one of the top 15 teams in the country I really do we'll start Friday morning Jacksonville State uh, one surprise in the starting line Allie Hornung got her first start uh, on the back row how how the freshman acquit herself against the Gamecocks oh, I thought Allie was really good um, first of all she is a terrific player highly recruited um, and just hasn't been able to squeeze into a lot of playing time because of the depth that we have and the experience in that position with a fifth-year player and a a senior and a junior. But she certainly made it clear uh, to her teammates that she's very capable of of playing with the best of them. So I thought it was a great weekend for Allie Horning to be able to play a lot and be in some pressure situations later on against Tennessee. And, and continue to get better. And we see it in practice as well. She just needed a little time to get a little more comfortable in a new environment, but she's she's gaining on it very quickly. Good to uh, good to have a couple matches where you could get into the roster a little bit. Uh, we saw Savannah Chacon. We saw Meg Renner for a couple sets on Friday against uh, Jacksonville State and, and against Fort Wayne. Um, of course, Raven Colvin's gotten some action. She never looked better than she did on Friday where she almost pitched a perfect game at the net. Yeah, 14 for 15 with no errors uh, on one day. Are, uh, those are pretty good numbers. But, yeah, she she's almost like a, a regular on our team. You know, we, we know we, we have three outstanding middle hitters and we can play any two of them. I felt like blocking was going to be – crucial in that match against Tennessee and I wanted a little more experience on the floor that's why we went the way that we did but there are a couple of times I went down to tell Raven be ready Mm -hmm. because uh, when the other team starts to get some momentum that's one quick move we can make um, that can change the direction the flow the the look and um, hopefully you know turn the momentum back in our favor just to bring uh, Raven on the floor but I was happy to get Meg Renner uh, that's one thing we're committed to this season is to try to find opportunities to get her that experience that she needs. Uh, she's playing better and better every time she steps on the floor. We're seeing a, a totally different look on her face in practice. She's the a player that redshirted her first year here and then was immediately um, 
facing surgery um, once the spring season started because she hurt her knee and uh, it's just been a comeback ever since and, and now she's pretty much back to normal and feeling really good about herself and, and playing very well and so uh, we were able to play her uh, in, in, in a couple matches this weekend and I thought she did a great job. Before we move on from Friday I'd be remiss if uh, we didn't mention that second set against Fort Wayne, uh, I, you've been watching volleyball, playing volleyball at the highest levels a lot longer than I have. But starting a match on a 14-0 run is something I've never seen before. Uh, that was that was a, a great run on serve that Jenna had, and yeah. everything was clicking at that moment. Uh, is, is that the best volleyball uh, that you've seen this team play? Uh, I wouldn't say okay. that's the case. Uh, a lot of times it's a situation where your opponent's in a, in a tough rotation and they start to lose confidence. And uh, Jenna was serving a tough ball, and they, they made a couple substitutions to try to get someone in that rotation that could, could pass the ball. Um, you know, Purdue-Fort Wayne is a team that came into the season feeling really good about their opportunities. I thought they were going to be really good. Their schedule's been pretty tough, and they've, and they've lost a lot of close sets. And I think it finally hit them during that particular set that, man, this this isn't going well. It's really hard. Yeah. And, um, and as you mentioned, we, we did a lot of things right, but mostly we served them tough, and they could not find someone in that rotation to step up and pass the ball to, to give them a chance to side out. And as you mentioned, I think we got 14 in a row from OTEC, and um, very seldom do you have a match where it unravels like that and, and you can kind of just cruise right through, at least as far as I'm concerned, it hardly ever happens. So I wasn't disappointed about it. Yeah. I did feel for Fort Wayne a little bit because I know they're a better club than that. You never want to see that happen to anybody. But, you know, we, we did play a lot of our bench in, in that set and the next set, um, but still prevailed because I thought we played pretty well. 25-6 wrapped up that set. Uh, single digits is rare enough, but, uh, yeah. Okay, let's get into Saturday, that match against Tennessee. Uh, watching them coming in, those two matches we, we called for them on Friday, very athletic, uh, statistically as good as a block, if, if not slightly better than Purdue's has been, which is really saying something among the best in the country. Um, what went right on Saturday? The mindset. Uh, I thought our squad was really mentally engaged and uh, everything we asked them to do from a game plan, strategy, uh, blocking scheme, serving scheme, they did at a very, very high level. Um, if you look at the numbers, hitting percentages were really good. Kate's wasn't, you know, off off the chart because she, you know, she continues to get a lot of out-of-system balls. But you take away a couple of, of errors that she made where I thought think she just didn't know what to do with a, uh, a couple of sets. Um, I thought she was aggressive and dynamic and, and, and led us with her style of play. Uh, Grace is really coming of age. There's just no doubt that in the last couple of weeks she is walking onto the floor with a different mindset and, and playing with tremendous purpose and confidence. And our backcourt was phenomenal, uh, from the Otec and the Libero to Mo Horning, who hadn't played all day Saturday, out with an ankle injury, came in, looked like she was in top form. Skimmerhorn was really good. Newton made plays in the backcourt. Bush made some incredible defensive plays during the course of the match. So I thought we were just locked in. And, and with a, a team that has as much maturity and experience as we have, that's going to happen more frequently 
yeah. than a young team. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, normally more experienced and veteran teams have more success than younger teams. I know you said uh, <clears throat> all due respect to your Friday opponents, this this last week's prep was, was mostly about Tennessee. You can do things that, you know, affect affect your strategy for all three matches, but it was right. – it was really that was the showcase match, and and uh, the team being dialed in, really the best way to end the non-conference, I would think, heading mm-hmm. into Big Ten play. Yeah, and getting uh, a chance to, as I mentioned earlier in our, our press conference, to bounce back, to rebound from the loss to Louisville, which again, you don't like to get beaten, and, and and we didn't like the way it happened. But Louisville's proven to a lot of people right now that, that they're awfully good. All you can do right now, if you get on any, any volleyball conversation, it's going to be about Louisville right now and the fact that they beat Purdue and then they beat Kentucky, the defending national champion, and then they went to Nebraska and beat Nebraska 3-0. And uh, none of them were close. No. So they're, they're the hot commodity right now, and I think they may be ranked as high as third in the poll this week, probably third or fourth behind – Texas and Wisconsin, who will be one or one and two, not necessarily in that order. But Louisville's very, very good. But we we needed to bounce back against another really good athletic team that was playing hot, and that was Tennessee, and um, and we did. So I, I think that does give us a dose of confidence as we move into a just a real crucial week in Big Ten play to start things off with Ohio State, who's a top five team. And, uh, and then, of course, going to Indiana on Sunday and how important it is that we paint that town black and gold on, yeah. on Sunday with um, our Boilermaker fans. And we normally draw extremely well uh, in Bloomington, and I certainly hope that will be the case on a Sunday afternoon. I think it's a 2 o'clock start down there at their uh, facility. Now I think it's about three years old now. You talk about the Buckeyes. They are uh, 10-0 and heading into Big Ten play, one of three undefeated teams in the conference standings. Um, we'll, we'll preview that a little bit and then talk about the, the landscape of the conference altogether as conference play begins. But uh, what you know the Buckeyes very well. Played them a couple times last spring mm-hmm. uh, over there. What, what are they doing well? Who's right the now? third team? I know Wisconsin's undefeated, and I know yeah. that uh... – uh, Ohio State is. Is there another team? Twelve and O Maryland. Oh Maryland. Okay, sure. Yeah, good for Adam Hughes to get off to a great start. But um, well, Ohio State's got the exact same team minus one change in the middle position. They had a girl named Witty that graduated, and they brought in a, another girl that uh, uh, is really athletic. Reminds kind of a combination of. Uh, Taylor Trammell and uh, Raven Colvin. She's uh, fast off the floor and, and gets on the ball quick and blocking well, not playing like a freshman by any stretch of the imagination. But they have the returning freshman of the year in the country, Landot, who's a right-side player. So two of the best right-side players in the country yep. will go at it in this particular match. Their two left sides are, I think, a, a senior and a junior um, that uh, are big physical um, athletes, both about 6'3". Um, their middles, the freshman I was telling you about that is, is playing at a high level, and then a sophomore, Riley Rader, who was highly recruited, and then they have a terrific setter, about 6'2", that uh, has been running the show now for uh, – didn't play much as a freshman, but did play a lot last year and all the time last year and is now starting for them again. Um, they got a backcourt ki- kid, Kylie Murr, who's out of uh, my old hometown, that uh, was highly recruited – 
and uh, is a terrific libero. And their ball control is good. They're hard to score. And I was just watching them um, on tape in the video room, which is one of the reasons I was late getting over <laughs> here. Um, but the one thing is they serve tough, and they're hard to score on. They've, they've got – I mean, a lot of teams in our league at the top have got really good offensive players. But I think one thing that makes them hard to beat is it's, it's just tough to put the ball away against them. Their block is good. Their backcourt defense is good. They serve you tough to keep you off balance so you don't have – in system offense a lot. So um, we have a lot of studying to do still on um, them. You know, the fact that we knocked them off a couple of times last year is good and bad. It's good that there must be some matchups there that aren't too bad. Right. You know, um, we played well over there last year and we may have caught them by surprise. Um, but we did play well and we will certainly be, you know, ready for them when they come to our home court on Friday night. But the other thing is, is that they remember that we beat them last right. year. And I look at, you know, the fact that we, you know, Louisville, last time we played Louisville, we had beaten them. And they had some kids that we did a nice job on. Well, they had their mind up that made up that that wasn't going to happen this time. And, you know, you have a lot to say about that. And we didn't confront it against Louisville. We're going to have to be ready yeah. um, to close the door here. Or Ohio State will come in here and, and, and you know, and, have their way with us if we don't we don't compete the way we competed uh, against um, Tennessee on Saturday afternoon. It sounds like uh, as you're watching the film, you're you're preparing to play yourselves a little bit. Strong defense, hard to score on, great serve, great serve receive. Mm -hmm. Is is there a lot of similarities between I, these two teams? I think that there is from the standpoint that um, they play similar defense. They prioritize you know I think fundamentals. Uh, they don't play with too much emotion, but they play with, with enough intensity. They've got a great libero. Um, they might be a little bigger than we are. Okay. Um, they're not as experienced as we have. Right. Uh, we won't find too many teams that are going to return the, the amount of playing time that we've returned. We return from our squad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it should be a great match. It's going to be a Big Ten Network match, but we need to have every bit of 2,500 people in our facility on Friday night to, to help give us a chance to get off to a great start in Big Ten play. I was going to say, if that match isn't sold out yet, it will be, so yeah, get I, your tickets now. For sure. I think our fans need to, to respond quickly to both this home match with Ohio State on Friday and then the road match Sunday down uh, matinee start at 2 o'clock at, uh, at Indiana. And their new facility is right next to Assembly Hall. Yeah. Um, great parking, easy to get to. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we really we appreciate our fans, and they do make a difference for sure. So first Big Ten weekend, of course, is the first, uh, first of, of the new old way of, of splitting opponents. Yeah. You've also got the added uh, headache of home and away for your opening weekend. Uh, not being able to just prepare for Ohio State like, yeah. you, like you were able to last spring, has that affected you at all? so far well not really and, and you, know, you mentioned it being a headache I, I don't I know that was just a, f a phrase yeah. but being it's it's difficult but um, we look at it as just a phenomenal opportunity to get off to a great start and um, to have a home match against you know one of the top two or three teams in the league according to you know the pollsters and then to play your rival and you know Indiana has not been winning a lot of matches, but that is not going to fool me. Um, they have a similar team to a year ago. Um, I've heard Steve Aird mention several times that he th thinks this is the best talent 
and the best team that he's had since he's been there. Uh, I follow all the, sc the schools closely, but I pay particular attention to the box scores when Indiana is playing and, and why things happened the way that they did. And, and they've lost a lot of close games and a lot of five-set matches. So I remember a, a year where we didn't make the NCAA tournament. It might have been 2009. We had plenty of talent. We, you know, we could play with anybody. We just weren't finding ways to win. And we lost, uh, I think we lost nine five-set matches that year before we finally won the last match of the season in five at Wisconsin. So um, it's just a matter of helping your, your athletes uh, figure out that they're good enough to win. And uh, they're young, young again with some new faces, but um, they're not going to fool us. I mean, we, we know that Indiana can, can beat people and that they've got talent and they're going to be playing at home and there's, there's a little bit of a rivalry going on there. So, uh, But Ohio State is first on our docket and we'll be paying – extra careful attention to them and our preparation and um we'll we'll do our very best to have the, the boilermakers ready i know you will take a quick look at the conference so far through through the not you know through the non-conference slate like i said maryland's 12 and 0 ohio state 10 and 0 wisconsin 8 and 0 and uh you guys are right there at 8 and 1 michigan michigan state 7 and 2 illinois rutgers are 8 and 3 Penn State and Nebraska are seven and three and six and three respectively. Minnesota's five and three. Yeah. Any any surprises in there? No, because I think that you have the, the surprise to me would be Indiana um, losing some of those five setters, um, but the, you know all of them, many of them, which could have gone either way. And when you start to lose a little bit, sometimes it gets a, a little bit in your head. But a, a week away from playing can can make a big difference. Um, the schedules, the non-conference schedules, di dictate the, the records that sure. you just uh, reported. And uh, I, I think coaches need to do what they need to do to have their team ready for conference play. And for one coach, it might be we got to go out and beat people and, and build the confidence and with a, maybe a younger team and, and make them believe that they can win. And other coaches like Minnesota scheduled as tough as, as possible uh, to put his team in a position where, number, number one, they just need to play good people. Yep. And Penn State's done some of that and uh, on down the line. So uh, I think we had a pretty good blend. Yeah. Uh, it was a schedule, I, I, without looking right now on the, the list, where, where it fit. I know right now our RPI is third in the country as we go into Big Ten play. Yep. So we, we won enough and competed against enough good teams to put us in the position that we want to be in, exactly where we want to be. Now if we can go out and, and beat – Big Ten opponents at a respectable rate, then we've laid the groundwork for what should be a good opportunity in the NCAA tournament if we can get into it. And once we get that far, we're not looking that far ahead. No, for sure. Um, but <laughs> but it, it, it is nice to go into the to conference play where you know you're going to be playing a boatload of, of good teams with good records and have a number three RPI. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, Maybe taking on number three Ohio State Friday night uh, uh, on the home boards. Mm -hmm. Got to get a packed house. Got to get uh, the energy up in there and, and let the fur fly, as you like to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the place will be packed. Yeah, it'll be the biggest crowd of the, of the season so far when uh, Ohio State comes in here. It's a home home football weekend. Illinois yeah. is going to be here, so there'll be people all over campus. And uh, I, I quite frankly, I think tickets will be very difficult to come by. So. If you're interested in watching Purdue play Ohio State in the Big Ten opener uh, in Holloway Gym, I'd, I'd call the ticket office now. There you go. 
Carlos, we're going to let you get back to the film room. Thanks Thank for you. Joining Appreciate us. it. Boiler up.